0: Hi, welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited that you decided to tune in and listen. If this is your very first time tuning in, welcome. If you are part of the community here, welcome back. If you missed out on the last episode, I sat down to share lessons I learned at the My Taught You podcast live. It was an amazing time. I shared the notes as best as I could in less than 30 minutes. Okay, so go get the gems. Today, I am sitting down to chat with Crystal all about open enrollment. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Crystal, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on today. Can you take a moment to just tell the listeners a little bit about you?
1: Yeah, sure, thank you for having me. My name is Crystal. I live in Northern California. I have one uh, son, he is about to be eight years old, and I'm a benefits analyst um, at a large insurance company. Um, I've been in the health insurance industry since 2010, so a little over 11 years now. Oh,
0: wow, and- Crystal, you've been in the game for a minute. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I have, you know, I've been fortunate to have a diverse um, work experience in the industry. So I've worked at a medical ca- medical carrier, I've been a consultant, I've worked at a insurance startup. So... You know, I've kind of had a well-rounded career so far, fortunately.
0: Awesome. So today we are going to be talking about open enrollment. Now, we know that it's that time of the year and a lot of people have questions about it. So we're going to try to dive in and answer some of those basic questions. But before we get into open enrollment, can you take a moment to just talk about some commonly used terms?
1: Yeah, so I know um, that health insurance is confusing for a lot of people. So yeah. I'll review just a um, five commonly used health insurance terminology that you may see. Um, so first is the deductible. So the deductible is the amount you pay for covered health care services before your plan pays. Coinsurance. So coinsurance um, is a percentage that you pay for health care services after you satisfy your deductible. Out-of-pocket maximum. So out-of-pocket maximum is the maximum that you will pay for health care services in a given plan year. So most um, plan years run from January to December, but there can be a few that you know are maybe June to the following June, what have you. So that is the maximum exposure that you'll have. So the out-of-pocket um, out maximum includes the deductible amount you pay and coinsurance amount um, that you pay, as well as any copays. And then next we have the copay. So, your copay is just a fixed amount that you pay for a healthcare service after your deductible is satisfied. Some plans, the deductible does not apply to certain copay um, uh, costs, such as, for example, your primary care office visit. To see your primary care physician, you may be required to only pay $10, which would be your copay in that example. Lastly, I want to review just the different types of plans that you may see. So you may see PPO, which is the preferred provider organization, HDHP or CDHP, which is a high deductible health plan, um, also known as a consumer-driven health plan. So these plans are commonly um, associated with health savings account. So that is the bank account that you open and you can contribute funds towards healthcare expenses. Next, you have EPO. So EPO is very similar to a PPO. It's called an exclusive provider organization. So EPO plans commonly do not have out-of-network benefits. Um, However, you have the freedom to choose contracted providers like you would like a PPO plan. Next is an HMO, which is a health maintenance organization. So most um, insurance companies offer an HMO in California, um, Georgia, and certain states sprinkled across the country. Kaiser Permanente is a huge HMO provider. Yes. Um, and, um, along with Anthem, United Healthcare, Cigna, what have you, most companies, you know, do offer HMO plans. Lastly, we have point of service. So, uh, which is also known as the POS. So point of service is very, very similar to the PPO plan. It usually um, consists of a a slightly smaller network of uh, providers, depending on where you're located, but you do also still have the freedom of choosing your providers that you would like to seek care from.
0: Okay, thank you so much for breaking down those terms, Source. really appreciate it. So let's dive into what is open enrollment? So a lot of times we hear that, but we don't really know what it means, right? And Mm -hmm. we may hear people talking about it at our job, but it's like, I just want the same benefits I had last year, so I don't have to do anything. Can you take some time to just talk about open enrollment? What does that mean for us? And why should we be concerned about open enrollment?
1: Sure, Um, that's a great question. So first, what is open enrollment? open enrollment is your annual opportunity to enroll or change your health insurance coverages for the upcoming plan year so again like i mentioned earlier the plan year is typically from january 1st to december 31st every year but you know if you're a teacher or you know in academics that may be different just simply because of the nature of your work
0: yeah and i work for a hospital a teaching hospital and so ours is set up like a teacher. So yep, basically, yep. it starts in June. So it's like June to June, like the academic yep, year. Yep.
1: And that make, that makes sense, right? Yeah. So, you know, definitely just keep an eye out for, you know, communication within your organization. This is a good segue, you know, into, you know, when is open enrollment? So, you know, like we just discussed, there's not a single static time of year that open enrollment exists for everyone. So for the majority of of um, individuals, Um, your employer will commonly hold open enrollment between October and December every year. Um, I do recommend, you know, if you are enrolled into your employer's coverage that you definitely confirm with your employer as to when your company and open enrollment will be held. And why is it important for you? So you know, again, this is your opportunity to review. You know, number one, your enrolled family members. Circumstances change during the year, every year. Whether you get married, divorced, you adopted, um, you know, a child had a baby. Yeah, so they like call those
0: life events, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. Yes. But but in my experience, I've seen so many people. You know, of course, if you have a new baby or adoption, you get caught up in the excitement. Even your marriage, and a lot of people miss those life events. Um wow. the- mm-hmm. So, open enrollment is your opportunity to, you know, review who you have listed as your eligible dependents and make sure that they're enrolled in coverage if that's what you if that's what you desire. So, you know, another thing that's important about open enrollment is to review your plan um, elections to make sure that the plan that you have is the plan that is appropriate for you and your family a lot of you know circumstances and health conditions have changed so you want to make sure that you know if you do have multiple plan options available to you that you are doing a thorough assessment of the benefits available to you to make sure they they're still a good fit so that's you know that includes assessing your deductible assessing your co-insurance and you know especially those co-pays and and making sure that It will suit you and your family's needs and you won't be surprised by any of the costs associated with seeking care.
0: Now, Crystal, you mentioned um, assessing those things, but if I was going to search for that, where would I look? Where would I find that information?
1: So I would recommend, um, you know, reviewing your your company, HR website if there's one available. If there isn't one available, reach out to Human Resources and you know ask Human Resources to provide you with a plan, summary information, it's known as the SBC. Most companies have a plan comparison, ask for pricing information. So your Human Resources department should be able to produce those items for you, or mm-hmm. at least point you in the direction of where to find it. Mm-hmm. And you can, um, you can do a side-by-side comparison with these tools.
0: Yeah. And and don't they normally usually provide a benefits guide? I think when open enrollment starts so they can kind of look in that. But I noticed that and I don't know if you've noticed this or, you know, I've been out of the game for a minute, but um, the benefits guides have gotten smaller. So they're not as detailed. And to uh, find that plan information, you have to go digging a little bit to find it.
1: Right. So, you know, just over, like you know, again, since I started my career, the benefits guides used to be, you know, really thick booklets. Yeah. Just in the effort to, you know, a lot of um, organizations are trying to become more eco-friendly. So they do, you know, the guides have gotten smaller and smaller. However, if you look inside the guides, there's a lot of online resources that they do link you know so a lot of the guys these days will point you to a an open enrollment portal um an open enrollment website i've seen a lot of large companies these days they have an entire you know virtual open enrollment Tool, you know, and interactive yeah, yeah. built. And I know a few of my previous employers. They had you know interactive tools. It um, there was a comparison built in, so you can plug in your information. Oh, that sounds would, nice. Yeah, and it, it it could recommend a plan to you. So you know a lot a lot of the tools and resources are digital. And the goal is so that you can access these things um, outside of work when you're making your decisions at home with your family.
0: Yes. And I beg of you, please educate yourself. <laughs> that is so yeah. important. You don't want to go into open enrollment, not reviewing your options. Yeah. So Crystal, we have some commonly asked questions that I want to go over that people typically ask during open enrollment. So the first one is what plan should I choose? Can you talk about you know what goes into selecting the plan for me and my kids yeah or if it's a mom that's married like how does she do that for her family
1: yeah for sure great question so there are several factors that go into selecting the appropriate plan for you and or your family, you know, what, depending on what your family structure looks like. So the first question that I would ask myself is, or ask you is what is the general health of your family? You know, if you are healthy, really only go to the doctor once a year for your preventive exams and physicals or immunizations, you know, your needs may be different than somebody who has even one chronically ill you know, family member. Yeah. So, you know, so a healthy family who don't need a lot of services may be more comfortable choosing a higher deductible plan option if they're comfortable doing that. So the higher deductible plan options um, tend to be, you know, lower costs, right? Yes. So whether that is somebody with uncontrolled diabetes or you know a child has asthma and they you know they're in the emergency room you know frequently for that they may you know want to choose a lower deductible um, option uh, which which sometimes can have a higher cost associated with it but you know it's good to kind of try to guesstimate how yeah. will you actually use the plan this year yes. um, and, and compare what the, you know, what your premium cost would be as well? Because yeah. sometimes the lower, the lowest cost plan may not be the most beneficial for you.
0: That you just really have to evaluate what that cost is going to look like for you, because it could be cheaper on the front end, but on the back end, it costs you more. Um, so yeah, just really be conscious and <laughs> be aware of your family's health situation because you can't decide on a plan based on what I'm doing. You have to really right. evaluate what you're doing in your house. So right. thanks for that Crystal. Sorry.
1: No, no, no problem, man. Yeah, just another plug with the high deductible health plans. You know, they're good and th- you know, the plans are great in theory. And yeah. in and you know, It's great to be mindful with high deductible health plans if you're choosing it for the, you know, the investment vehicle that, you know, the health savings account um, provides, but it's always important to, in the back of your mind, know that if you have a bad year, if something unexpected happens, the question is, can I afford this deductible? Can I afford to pay You know, the deductible and possibly up to the out of pocket maximum if I elect this plan. And if you can, great. That may be the you know, that may be a good plan for you. But if you know you will struggle paying medical bills if you happen to have, you know, a a bad bad year health wise. Um, that may not be the plan for you and it's always good to assess that. And of course, we always, you know, we going to we go into every day thinking we're going to be healthy and yeah. things happen. <laughs> And, and you know so we have to be prepared you know especially as um, as parents um especially as single mothers we have to kind of be you know kind of prepare for the unexpected right yeah, so yeah, we have to sure. yeah be a few steps ahead but if i choose this plan do i have a couple thousand dollars yeah. The away that i can yeah. use to pay the bills that I come along Yeah, and you know,
0: um, the good thing, too, about the, I guess, how deductible health plan, and one of the moms on Instagram DM me this. I'm no health expert, but just sharing this. She said that you could get on the payment plan and Mm -hmm. you can change your elections um, during the pay period for your HSA. So say, for example, if you're not contributing, when you get hit with that bill, it's like, well, set up a payment plan and then start, okay, if it's $100 a month, go ahead and have that taken out of your check and deposit it into your HSA. And, you know, you can do it like that but it's just again figuring out what works best for you can you handle it if it comes up like are you able to set aside an extra hundred dollars or two hundred dollars you know per pay period so that's something you have to decide yep Yep, yeah for sure so back to you crystal uh we were (laughs) talking about uh how to decide what plan to choose
1: yeah. And, you know, so another, you know, also outside of assessing the general health of your family, right, um, the next would be actually comparing the plans side by side. And again, this is applicable if your employer offers more than one plan, if your employer only offers one plan, or even if you're not enrolled into your employer's plan, um, whether it's your spouse or other
0: like healthcare.gov marketplace yeah, or, it is still a thing, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So okay. yeah, whether you have your your plans with the marketplace, they also the marketplace also has a great comparison tool, um, where you can compare different tiers of plans. And it's it's so relatively it's the same process. So I recommend looking, you know, comparing number one, the network, which will vary based on where you live number two the deductible option number three the out-of-pocket maximum so you notice i skipped coinsurance because the deductible and the out-of-pocket maximums are the key drivers as to how much you will spend in a year coinsurance not not so much Mm -hmm. um number four copay so if you know that you know you you have a chronically ill a family member spouse yourself child, um, and you know you go to the specialist every quarter. So a specialist copay might be more important to you than what your deductible is, or you know, or what your out of pocket maximum is because you know for sure you're going to have that fixed expense every quarter. So I would you know compare these items um, these um, factors side by side and um, also visit the provider network. So they're also listed on the plan summaries and you know, verify whether your doctors accept these plans and if they accept maybe certain networks versus others in the, um, at a certain company. For example, my sister, she um, had a new employer earlier this year And I was helping her, you you know, compare different plan options. They had a lot of plan options available to her. And, you know, her her big thing was making sure that my nephew's primary care physician was in network and accepted different plans. So, you know, I instructed her to go on the website and she saw that they only accepted two of the plan networks offered by this carrier versus the others that were available. So, the next step I told her was to call them because sometimes contracting is updated before the website yeah. is, right? Yeah, and, they, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I've run into experience, um not experience, run into situations years ago when I worked at the carrier where just because a provider is on the website listed as accepting a certain plan doesn't, doesn't mean, mean they are <laughs> accepting the plan. So, it's always good if, you know, so my sister, you know, she, 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 that is a hard stop for her, right? She does not want to lose her son's primary care um physician. So she called and talked to the office about, you know, what she saw on the website and which plans they actually take. And they confirmed for her. And that actually drove the decision, her decision to choose like a mid a mid cost plan, right? Yeah, so yeah. the yeah, yeah. So the low the lowest cost plan option, was it going to work for her? Because if she continued to see this primary care physician, they weren't accepting the insurance she chose, she would have more costs associated um, with that because she'd be paying out of, um, out of um, pocket for her child's um, care.
0: Oh, that's a really good example. And I hope that you guys are taking notes because this is important and it can really help you, you know, decide the plan that's best for you. So Crystal, what about dental? And I guess we really don't have to dig much into vision because they're super basic, but does this approach also work to dental plans? Because, you know, they have the PPO and the HMO, Um, so it can be confusing for somebody who doesn't know much about, you know, healthcare.
1: Yeah, so the same applies to dental plans um, and vision plans as well. And the re- and if you look at your vision plan, if it's offered by your company, and compare it to you know your sibling or your friends, chances are the plans are going to be completely different unless you guys work at the same company. Um, so with d- dental plans um dental plans can be essentially designed in almost any you know in any way possible yeah benefit so for example on one plan a cleaning could be you know preventive and another plan it could be basic and you may have to pay a little bit so i do recommend taking the same approach to comparing dental plans if you have the option so most um, speaking to employer plans most employers offer one Maybe two dental plans. Yeah, so it's good. And usually, it's a base plan which has more basic benefits, and a buy-up which has more premium um, benefits if you need that additional, you know, care. So the concept is the same. You will do a comparison of what the deductible is and what the coverages are for the services that you need as a family. So if you know that, you know, you and your entire family have your cleanings every six months. And you know maybe somebody needs a filling, or you have other dental care that you think you need, like a root canal. So you may want to you know to assess what is covered, where it's covered, and what the percentage of coverage is. Mm-hmm. Um, that way you can you know that way you you try to uh, minimize the the out of pocket cost to you.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. Were you going to say, say something else, Chris? Yeah, I was going to say the
1: same applies to vision. So yeah. the same, um, you know, some companies only offer one vision plan. <laughs> I know some offer a base and a buy-up, right? Yeah, so in the situation yeah. where you have two plans available to you, if you know you have 2020 vision... You don't care about the plan. <laughs> you don't right. even enroll. Enroll, <laughs> or if you have to enroll, or if it's, or if it's some companies give it to you for free. Vision plans cover everything. You know, in front of your eye exams, if you if you go, um, you know, they vision plans can also. Or vision providers can also um, identify underlying health conditions. So even if you have perfect vision, it is always good to go and get, you know, go get your eyes checked to make yeah. sure there's not any other um, uh, situations going on, such as like diseases of the eye or underlying health conditions that may not be showing up in your body yet. So yeah. um, you know, that's my plug as a benefits professional. <laughs> Just, you know, even though you yeah. can see perfect yeah. vision, your eyes, you know, our eyes are one of the most important, you know, organs on our bodies. So definitely take care of them. And your vision plan covers a wealth of other, um, Services and Outside of yeah. Yeah. Outside of glasses and contacts.
0: Yeah. They have so many tests now that they can run. I'm always so amazed mm-hmm. when I go to the optometrist. I'm like, you offer what?
1: Wow. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and even, you know, even if you have perfect vision and blue light glasses and yes. the dryness of the eye and um early detection of gla- you know, glaucoma and all these yes, All it's those a, things. Yeah, it's a part of your health. So yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure.
0: So I just wanted to share, you know, like a personal example, because I love that you educate, but then I'm like, let me relate this back to real life, right? So uh, I had a PPO plan for the longest uh, for dental, and then I wanted to get Invisalign, right? Uh, So I went back to review like the plan details and I saw that on the PPO plan, which I thought was weird, they didn't actually cover adult orthodontics, but on the HMO plan, it actually did cover adult orthodontics. So I was able to switch at open enrollment from PPO to HMO and then I got my Invisalign, I got done with it and I switched back to the PPO because I actually liked it better because it didn't require me to pay a lot more up front than the PPO than the hmo did so i hope that's helpful like you really have to look at those plan details to decide what's best for you and your family and you have to plan ahead and i hope that a lot of you that are listening if we're single moms we have to be planning to make sure we make the best possible decisions uh, for our families so crystal was there anything else you wanted to add about that uh what if you know i've reviewed all this stuff You know, I've looked at the plan details and I still don't really know what I want to decide. Is there anything you recommend, anybody you recommend talking to?
1: Yeah. So if you, you know, if you, after you do your assessments and I know it sounds like a lengthy process and it's not. So it's really not like 30
0: minutes. You're good. Like one day you
1: can do medical, one day you can do dental absolutely agree. I was going to say but it's about 30 minutes tops, right, to yeah. um, to make these comparisons. So if you're still, you know, you're not sure, you don't know or if you have certain, you know, questions that the plan materials provided to you are not clear about, I would recommend contacting your human resources department and talking through this with them. Granted, we um human resources generally um well it's not recommended they cannot provide you with a rec an answer so they cannot tell you choose x y and z plan but they can do their best to kind of steer you to you know and and recommend the plan that may best suit your needs based on what you're discussing with them so i do you know i do know that a lot of people discuss you know their health care plans with their friend and you know because their friend has an hmo and they've had an hmo all their life with kaiser then you know then just choose the hmo but it it, you know health insurance is not one size fits you know, if at all, and people don't share a lot of their sensitive, you know, health information with you. So yeah. a lot of people are biased in, and it, when I say people, that is like your peers, your friends, mm-hmm. a lot of people may, you know, they're biased in their approach to what plan works best, or even, you know, what, you know, if they had a bad experience, um, and I use experience loosely, with a certain vendor or a carrier. Yeah then it's like, oh, no, I hate XYZ because mm-hmm. they didn't, you know, cover XYZ for me. And there are just so many layers that go into, you know, coverages and what's covered. And that's why it's best to talk to your benefits professional, whether it's with your company, if they have the um, the carriers come on site, if you're on site or if they're having webinars or education, I definitely Recommend that you also participate in that if you can as well. So, that is my very long answer <laughs> to your <this laughs>
0: question. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, one uh, question I think people often ask too, Crystal, and I don't know uh, if you care to really speak to it because I guess it could go so many ways but you know those extra features that you know we are given the opportunity to choose like legal short-term disability I don't know life insurance like there's so many things that some companies provide and I know moms are out there like do I even need these things right Mm -hmm. is it just the same approach of like you know does my family need this because we don't want to be wasting our money right we want to make sure we're choosing the things that are going to work for us
1: right and you know what with all insurances right you don't really it's a sunk cost until you need it and, Yeah, you know, that's, yeah, that's true so my personal rule of thumb and this is applies to myself You know, life insurance is an absolute necessity, you know, especially as a single mother. Um, So if your company offers employer employer paid, sorry, life insurance, great. If there is supplemental life insurance that you can purchase through your employer, definitely buy that it doesn't hurt and it's way you know oftentimes it's normally it's very, like a
0: dollar or two yeah, right like it's just depending cheaper. on the amount yeah mm-hmm.
1: oftentimes it's way cheaper than purchasing a term life coverage um you know policy on your own which i also do recommend if you can yeah. um but yeah. you know life insurance disability absolutely i you know for example using my sister again at one of her pre- um previous employers um The disability was a plan, short-term disability is a plan that she had to buy, and they provided long-term disability as an employer paid benefit. And she's like, do I need short-term disability? And I'm like, absolutely. You never know when you're going to be disabled. You never know tomorrow you can, you know, get a bad bout of the flu and be out of work for, you don't have a complication that takes you out of work. Yeah, you know, when I was out for
0: COVID they allowed me to use my short-term disability Mm -hmm. and the way it works here is that you build up short-term disability hours so it's paid for by the company. Oh, awesome. Um, Yeah, so that was like, oh my gosh, I never knew it worked like that, but you have to have been off like seven consecutive days Mm -hmm. in order to use it. So definitely if they provide it, that's awesome. If you can buy it, buy it. I always thought I was like, never going to be out of work. I'm too young, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) type thing. But listen, now from experience, if I ever change jobs again, I'm like, yeah, sign me up.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yep. It's one thing, you know, uh, what I always recommend you, you know, make sure you have life insurance. You make sure you have the disability insurance even if it even if you do have to pay for it out of your check it is worth it because we never know we never know and yeah. as mothers we you know that extra protection and that you know extra financial um it gives you just a little bit of financial peace of mind It may not yeah. cover you know all of your lost income if you're in the unfortunate you know situation of you know having to lose income due to illness or disability but it's nice to know that you're going to receive something for a set period of time right so you know that so when um so those supplemental items if they are supplemental at your company absolutely figure out how to budget for it and elect it right um now, when it comes to legal, you know, like the legal um, services um, or even I know like some companies offer a critical accident or a cancer. Yeah, um, emergency and, room
0: assistance uh-huh. or something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, so speaking to the legal first, it just depends on your personal circumstances. You know, cut, things kind of run, you know, run of the mill. You don't have any big purchases or, you know, big events coming up. Then, you know, maybe if you choose to opt out. Sure. Um you can also receive legal um re- references and resources from your employee assistance program which is typically offered by employers at no cost for you um to you. So if you choose not to elect the legal plan that's fine. You know that it just depends on what your personal circumstances are at that given time and what you have coming up in the foreseeable future. I believe like the critical illness plans um, sometimes can some employers offer them alongside the high deductible health plan, right? Or yeah. like the emergency room plan. So definitely look at the plan details. I'm just kind of speaking ger- generally here. So sometimes if you do have like an hospitalization, right? So the mm-hmm. hospitalization indemnity plan. Sometimes you can be reimbursed depending on, you know, how long you were in the hospital and use it towards those expenses. If you were enrolled in a high deductible plan, you can use that reimbursement to go towards the, you know, the deductible and those bills that you receive on that plan. It's all about kind of just strategizing and, you know, determining, you know, what, what's what's down the line for you in the in the near future.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for uh, breaking that down. Really appreciate it. Was there any other questions, Crystal, that you can think of that, you know, people often ask you that are common that maybe we didn't go over?
1: I think we've hit on it, you know, on everything. Okay, I was just like,
0: I want to make sure I didn't miss anything. I feel like I thought of, you know, pretty much what people ask, uh, especially in our single mom community. Uh, Is there anything else you want to share uh, before we... Get ready to close it
1: out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, just to just summarize, you know, everything that we discussed today, based on what I've seen over the last decade, it's very important to just have a general idea of how to compare your plan benefits, have a high level understanding um, of how your plan works. And I know, you know, a lot of people say insurance is boring or, you know, you you know, or they haven't had to use their plan. But just these days, you never know when you're going to have to. You never know when you're going to have to understand, you know, how, how your healthcare may impact you financially. And just, you know, remember that health is wealth and, you know, your decisions that you make. Um, regarding your health insurance choices can have an impact on your personal finances. And one you know, one last plug I have that we didn't really touch on or what we touched on high level is, you know, I want to remind everyone that the cheapest plan available may not be the best plan for you. <laughs> <laughs> seeing this, you know, repeatedly over the years. And I know that, you know, you know, the, the net check, you know, our net paychecks is very, very important, but sometimes even like a $20 or $50 different in cost pre-tax may not, you know, on the back end, make a big difference. If you want to calculate how much will these pre-tax health insurance expenses impact you, I do recommend going on like paycheck city or a paycheck calculator to kind of run some rough numbers to See exactly how you know these pre-tax costs will um, affect your net pay. So that's that. You know, that's my last takeaway: is don't just yeah, that's what's cheap. Don't just choose what's cheap because it can cost you a lot more in the yes, long run. y'all
0: see me out here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's com it's complex and ever changing, but yeah, you know, just you know, this is just another way to arm yourself, right? And protect yeah, absolutely, your and your finances, and it's just so important.
0: Yeah, definitely all these life lessons that I've been learning lately. But thank you so much, Crystal, for taking all the time to chat with me today and educate the listeners here so that they can go into open enrollment informed. I really appreciate it. And let everybody know where they can find you and connect.
1: You can find me on Instagram and it's at C's on a budget. And that is C-E-E-S and then on a budget
0: awesome thank you again i really appreciate it thank you thank you for having me you are so welcome all right i hope you enjoyed this episode with crystal she was super informative and i'm so grateful that she took out time to educate us as always you can connect with me on instagram at single black motherhood shoot me a dm and let me know what you thought about the episode You can also email me hello at singleblackmotherhood.com. That is it for now. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening.